Welcome everybody to the Blue Skies Dronecast, the podcast by UAV Hub. This is a podcast for the UK drone industry discussing everything from the UK regulations, new drones and also speaking to you, the people within the drone industry. Presented this week by Tom and Adam. So welcome along everyone to another Blue Skies podcast episode. Uh, like I mentioned, we've got Adam with us in the uh, the virtual studio. So welcome, Adam. How are we doing today? All okay? Yeah, all good. Thanks, Tom. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking before, weren't we, about how? Uh, and actually, it links quite nicely into the podcast subject, actually. But yeah, it's getting colder, isn't it? And uh, looking outside, I woke up this morning and it was uh, yeah a blanket of fog. So it's uh, yeah feeling very autumnal, I think, isn't it? So uh, yeah, Definitely. similar to you, I think. You're a bit further up north. So if the uh, the listeners don't know, I. I'm based in Oxford and Adam's uh, further up towards Stoke. So he gets he gets the brunt of the bad weather, although I'm sure Jamie from uh, Edinburgh would probably argue against that, wouldn't he? Probably. Yeah, up in, but, uh, yeah, but, up yeah. in it, Glasgow. It's, uh, That's yeah. right. Sorry, yeah, Glasgow. Yeah, much further north. But uh, yeah, Adam's Adam's much further north in my book, that's you, it. you know, not, being, being down south. <laughs> I'm not beyond the wall. So uh, oh, it's, yeah. that, it, we're that's, pra- that's practically, practically a southerner compared to... Um, <laughs> compared to Jamie. Yeah. But, uh, oh, Jamie, yeah, but that's right. <laughs> just, uh, have you put the heating on yet? Is the, that's the uh, question. So, yeah, that's... So, I, I've treated myself every now and then, so it's not on fully, but I need to upgrade the, the thermostat because it's one of those old ones that just takes a million years to, you know, dial in the days and the mornings and the afternoons. And so, it's either kind of morning and afternoon or sort of nothing. So, I think I need to fiddle around with it. But, yeah, a little blast in the morning at the moment. But I think because our house is relatively new, it kind of holds that heat yeah. sort of somehow so we're not too badly off yet but uh yeah we're just resisting it because obviously yeah prices and everything like that so uh yeah i think slippers and uh i think you're gonna have a blanket around your legs aren't you i think i've literally got a blanket around my legs right now just to just to keep them a little <laughs> bit toasty like a like an old lady um, yeah. especially sat it i think that's the thing when you are sat at you sat at a desk for long periods of time like mm. you just you just get colder and I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not putting the heating on. I'm either just going to go up and go for a walk or I'll just put a blanket around me. And yeah, it, it, it is true, just... actually, isn't it? Yeah, your legs do start to get a bit cold when you're not using them. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good idea to move around. You know, this is a public service announcement for people who are listening. You know, make sure you you get your steps in and walk around. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, this is probably taking a slightly different tangent to where we're supposed to be going with this episode. So without wasting the listeners' time anymore, we should probably talk about uh, what we're here for, I suppose. Um, so this subject for this episode, as we've kind of alluded to already, is uh, flying your drone in the winter months. So it's going to start uh, to be something that you need to start thinking about, I suppose. Uh, and we've got some top tips here uh, for yourselves. If you're new to drones or if you've uh, if you've been flying for a long time, you know, they're they're good kind of to, to go over once again. But like I say, if you've never flown in the winter, it's, it's quite a, a different season to the summer, really. I think in the summer you can get away with it and there's not much to worry about. But in the winter... There's a little bit more to to talk about. So that's what we're going to cover uh, in this episode. So without further ado, let's um, jump to uh, the first slide or the first page of notes that we've got. So the most obvious thing to start with is obviously check the weather again. You know, we always talk about that uh, with uh, regards to flying drone, uh, a drone in any season or any situation. But yeah, checking the weather is even more important uh, purely because obviously the weather is playing a bigger part in the uh, in the winter months. So we've got a few examples here, haven't we, Adam, of apps that we kind of recommend. So uh, we'll just quickly run through those for people who, um, you know, might need a, uh, another few ideas because we do get students sort of who get in contact with us and say, you know, oh, what's the best place or where's the best place to 
check weather, etc. So these are what we use, I think, aren't they, Adam? Yeah, definitely. So um, obviously, we try and we. I say generally we check two or three um, yeah. to get sort of. I'd say an average, an average view, because they won't yeah, always sure. absolutely line up. But you know, I'd say if two out of the three are going to say it's going to rain or it's going to be a certain temperature chances are it's going to be that um yeah, sure. so a uh, couple ones worth checking out xc weather um mm-hmm. um we won't give you the kind of the full urls we might put them into no. the uh, into the description but we won't read them out now you can use your favorite search engine to look for these exactly uh, so yeah, yeah. xc weather uh uav forecast which um is an app that you can get on your phone um mm-hmm. the met office quite a reliable one go straight to the met office yeah. Uh, you've got the BBC Weather. Uh, interestingly, uses the Met Office data, but can give out a completely different weather forecast <laughs> to the Met Office. But, you know, again, worth checking Good out. figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, Rain Today is another one that's um, that's worth um, worth having a look at. Yeah, that's our kind of secret weapon, I think, that one. And uh, I remember a long time ago when we used to be on set flying drones, all the kind of the crew and the staff would come over to us and say, we hear that you've got the best weather app. You know, what's the rain going to do in the next, you know, two hours? And, and we were fairly spot on with rain today. It only gives you an idea of what's going to be happening an hour in advance, but it's normally pretty accurate, which is really good. So, yeah, we recommend rain today. Yeah. And you can get an app on iOS, I think. I'm not sure about Android, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty handy. Although, talking about iOS, the actual weather app inside uh, iOS now is actually really quite good. I think they've bought um, that app called Dark Skies, I think, a long yes. time ago. And they've started to implement that now. So you actually get almost rain today inside it. It's really good now. It's actually really nice and animated quite well. And it's fairly accurate as well, which is quite cool too. So. Yeah, I'd say as well, it's also with if you can get your head around looking at the rain radars as well, especially if you are yes. keeping an eye on rain, because even though you know you might look at the app and say, oh, you know, there's a, I don't know, a 30% chance of rain. Well, it's kind of... I mean, I suppose it's not a 30% chance, there's a 30% it's coverage of an area. And actually, if you can have yeah. a look at the rain ra- rain radars, you can almost predict, based on kind of looking at how fast it might be moving or developing, how quickly it might be to you. It might be clear skies mm. now, but if you look at the rain radar and then you're looking sort of you know, every hour where it's going and how big it is yeah, and how exactly. it's developing, you might be like, oh, actually, in another two hours, chances are it's going to be raining where I am. Because- yeah. And you can use your own judgment that way rather than just relying on sort of the uh, what the weather apps are saying. You, you can make a, yeah. an educated guess yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it. And with, with regards to the winter as well, it's also obviously very important to um, know and understand the dew point. So especially for me this morning, um, again, obviously, again, the temperature was lower than the dew point. So it was just absolutely foggy and it, and it still is at the moment. So if you were planning a nice shoot in the morning, you know, no rain, really calm, brilliant. You wake up and suddenly... Yeah, you've got you've got no visibility whatsoever, and so normally you can tend to predict that quite nicely. So, with winter and autumn approaching, fog in the mornings is is becoming more apparent. So that that will kind of scupper your your plans, I think, as well. Um, talking of kind of calm weather and wind, there's another good app called the Windy app which is really good too. I think it's used for um, sort of kite surfers and wind surfers and it gives you a really good indication of what the weather or what the wind sorry, is going to be doing. It gives you kind of arrows and exactly how the wind is going to flow around objects and stuff like that and really good actually. So yeah, you can spend a few hours actually exploring that app and getting some really detailed uh, kind of uh, descriptions of what the wind is going to be doing too and obviously crucially the gusts as well. Obviously that's what we're really interested in here. Um, as well so um, that's kind of all the places that we would check Adam I think there's probably other ones we probably missed you know hundreds and I'm sure you've got your own ones as well but they're the ones that we look at and 
basically the takeaway is don't just trust one app have a look at a few and you know compare i think i think we find that with a lot of people who do more um operational evaluations you know they'll only go and check one app and they'll say oh this is saying there's a 40 percent chance of rain and you're like we go and check a couple of other ones and be like well actually based on two three four other apps they're saying there's a 10 percent chance so chances are the one you're looking at might be wrong could be right but you know yeah as we say chances are if you look at multiple ones go on the average yeah exactly right yeah that's it so i think that's the weather side of things covered which is good obviously again we're focusing on or we'll be coming back to the weather again purely because of making sure that we understand how cold it's going to be uh, as well with with the winter side of things and obviously wind chill is something we'll talk about too so um the the sort of the the best tips for winter flying or kind of the the brief tip i suppose really is just doing short flights really you know don't spend hours outside uh when you're getting cold do short little flights warm up and then get the drone out again. So if you've got your car, you can sit in the car and get warmed up as well. But we'll cover that in a bit more detail kind of as we carry on. So uh, the next subject then is uh, making sure that you've got proper winter weather gear. So again, some of these subjects that we're talking about here will sound really obvious and you're like, well, of, of course. But I was very surprised when I was doing flight tests over the sort of the last four or five years, the amount of people that would turn up with no winter gear, even though it was, you know, two degrees. And and I was literally watching someone shivering as they were trying to do their flight test. And you wouldn't believe it. You know, they must have just thought, I don't know. (laughs) I don't think they did think, to be honest. It was just literally tracksuit bottoms and a really thin hoodie and trainers. And you're like, it's two degrees outside at the moment. And what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's not about being fashionable when you're out in the middle of the field (laughs) in the dead of winter. Just wrap up. Exactly. And obviously, as you're flying a drone, you're going to be super fashionable anyway. So it doesn't matter. But no, you need to keep uh, you need to keep warm. So uh, we'll just quickly run through these uh, these uh, obviously bits and pieces. We don't want to kind of teach you to suck eggs here. But uh, again, the most important thing from my point of view would be some proper boots. So waterproof boots, decent kind of walking shoes or something like that. Even Wellington boots are okay, but obviously just make sure you've got sort of the the correct kind of maybe socks to to wear inside them because yeah. if your feet get cold in Wellingtons, they they don't warm up, do they, Adam? <laughs> and that's and I think saying with those kind of proper boots, proper walking boots, it's like obviously you shouldn't be out when it's raining generally, but mm. it might have been raining, you know, there might have been you know, there might be a lot of dew on the grass where you're walking. Yeah, and you exactly. don't want to be traipsing across in a pair of trainers or a pair mm. of rubbish boots that, you know, just suck up the yeah. you know, the water, you know, yeah, there's a hole in the bottom of your boots or whatever, or the bottom of your mm. wellies, you know. Make sure they are waterproof and invest in a in you know, in a decent pair. Um, you know, you've spent potentially a thousand pounds more than a thousand pounds on your drone why not Mm. invest in proper gear for you so you're comfortable exactly yeah and i got some decent walking shoes uh for my birthday and they were the best things in the world you know i'd always try and buy the cheapest trainers on amazon and they'd fall apart in you know six months but these things are great and the support oh don't get me started on the support it was it was really good <laughs> and they're and they're brilliant i haven't looked back to and i got them from my from my parents and uh, a quick shout out to my mum who does sometimes listen to this podcast for some reason but so uh, there we go thank you very much for those shoes they were very good um so yeah so decent uh, footwear obviously socks as well are really important too so thick socks and maybe even a spare pair if for some reason your feet get wet too you can obviously change before you go home and you know you don't have to kind of put up with wet feet uh, on the journey home too so it's always good to have a spare pair of or socks sweaty too. feet for that case you know you don't want to be yeah you know, that's if true you gotta, if, you, if you're too, too hot <laughs> and you've got sweaty feet 
change into a nice fresh pair. Keep yeah, yourself, that's keep right. Yeah. Cool. yeah, you'll be really happy with, with that decision when you have to use it for sure. Yep. Um, again, don't forget about your legs as well. So jeans aren't that good. You f- your, your, your legs will get cold in jeans. So waterproof trousers over the top or even just sort of padded um, sort of uh, work trousers that could go over the top of, you know, your jeans or instead of, you know, whatever, really. But just making sure you don't forget about uh, your legs. They're, you know, more than half your body, really. And if they start to get cold, obviously, then you yeah, your main temperature starts to drop as well um uh, jacket as well adam so uh, have you got a good windproof jacket i've actually got quite a couple of really um good windproof jackets i can't remember what the brand is now um oh, but there's but there's you probably shouldn't say a brand obviously probably you know, because... brand, but yeah but i'd say <laughs> test that test them out and uh, it was something that i from doing a lot of film shoots uh, you know this was before even doing mm. any um any drone film you know i i could be in the um back end of nowhere um and yeah it's all about just having windproof jackets nice Mm. bit of tog behind it ideally as well or layer up you know or if you if you just have a even if it's a thin waterproof jacket then obviously layer up which we will come to in a moment um Mm -hmm. but yeah invest in a really decent waterproof and keep it waterproof as well you know make sure you maintain it because after a couple of years Mm. it might not maintain its um resilience to the rain yeah exactly right yep so that's good you know spend a bit of money on some decent gear and it should last a while as well which is the main thing too isn't it so uh yeah that's it um adam you alluded to this yet lots of layers as well so again as we know um we normally aren't lucky enough to be able to just get out of the car and start flying we might have to walk somewhere with some gear you're going to start getting hot so you want to then take your layers off then when you're standing around just flying the aircraft you'll start to get cold so you can put your layers back on again so rather than just having a massive coat and a t-shirt you know try and layer up differently to make things a little bit easier too um hats and scarves again i think go without saying when it's the winter so you know just as many things as you can to keep your ears warm and your head warm and stuff like that so you lose a lot of uh, heat out of your head so just remember that too Uh, and i think the most important uh piece of uh equipment i suppose or clothing is um gloves obviously you're using your hands a lot with flying a drone so decent gloves don't just mean a great big fat pair of gloves because then you've got no dexterity so we've seen people use fingerless gloves before Um, i tended to use no gloves but then put gloves on once i'd finished flying had a bit of a break then took my gloves off and carried on again i couldn't get on with gloves personally but the best thing i would say and i recommend this um the most really is um like a transmitter pouch and it's fleece lined so literally it's like almost like a giant one mitten or you could almost call it and you put your transmitter inside it and your hands go in it as well and you've still got your dexterity but it keeps everything really warm uh in inside and you can even put kind of like uh, hand warmers in there too to keep it really warm and it has a perspex um see-through top so you can still see the transmitter and the information coming through the screen and when i was doing a lot of wind turbine surveying outside you know flying a lot we used those and it was really nice so yeah have a look for a a fleece lined uh, transmitter pouch or mitt or something like that and yeah you you won't go back to gloves when when you try those so that's that's my top tip anyway so um last few bits adam do you want to just finish off there yes this is one of my additions is um and it's it's i think something that wasn't available a couple of years ago when i was um filming 
doing a lot of filming then, but something that is you know, highly recommended now. Uh, heated jackets or, or gilets, um, uh, something like that. You know, what that you have kind of the battery packs that go in them that you can turn them mm. on. It keeps you nice and warm. Um, you, you know, different settings, and you could take you know, yeah. a couple of spare power packs with you if you wanted to. So you could, if, True, you, yeah. if you were out there all day, obviously you. But a lot of them now actually run for about twelve hours on a, on a low setting. So you know, just having That's that mad, isn't it? that yeah. there, especially if you're not moving around a lot, it just keeps your your, your main kind of core body nice and warm mm. if you don't like the idea of you know layering up and layering up and like it's something you actually you could just turn on and off you know yeah. just have that underneath your your coat um that you can say turn on and off if you if you're feeling a bit chilly yeah that really that's it i think really another 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 upside of battery technology isn't it i think as it all gets smaller and lighter this all becomes available now which is uh which is Absolutely. great really so yeah nice okay cool so that's the clothing uh section uh ticked off so let's uh let's move on this one is uh one that you might overlook actually and again it sounds a little bit ott but it's always good to um tell someone where you're going as well so if you are going out you know to the scottish highlands or you know somewhere else that's very remote um tell someone where you're going and what time you're hoping to be back it's not trying to make sure that someone's got tabs on you or something like that you know um it's basically to make sure that if anything happens to you and you don't have phone signal or you lose your phone or it runs out of battery because it got cold that you're not just going to be stuck there without anyone knowing where you are so it sounds a little bit you know i'm not going to be you know an explorer going off into the amazon for two weeks but you know you never know what could happen so just let someone know send them a text or something like that and that way then if anything does happen they'll be like oh you know tom should have been home at seven and it's now nine o'clock we better go and find him well i hope that's what they'd say anyway they might be like brilliant this is great (laughs) i don't know (laughs) maybe even share you know if you can you know your what three words you know if you know that you're going to be in a Mm. certain area you say oh i'm going here this rather than saying oh you know this is where it is you know say oh actually i'm going to go to these places here's the what three words and then say you know if nobody hears from you at least then they've got like okay well he was planning on going here here and here you've got places to for for the emergency services or your loved ones to go and have a look for you if you if you're hopefully in those locations yeah exactly yeah that's it it's uh, basically not relying on technology in case it fails i think is the idea there so that's a that's a good one to uh make people aware of so uh the next one now this is probably as important really as everything else we've spoken about and the main consideration when flying a drone in the winter really is keeping your batteries warm okay so hopefully a lot of you will know that really batteries are most happy at room temperature so between about 10 25 degrees something like that if they get any colder than that that's when they'll start to uh, be not overly usable and they'll effectively start to lose capacity they don't necessarily lose it but it's harder to get the energy out of the battery as well so keeping your batteries warm is the easiest thing to do trying to warm them up when they were cold is 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 the harder way of doing things so um keep them in your pockets that's what we normally say that's a free way to keep your batteries warm so keep them in your pockets and only put them in the drone when you're about to take off so don't let the drone sit on the ground frosty potentially getting cold and then the battery will get cold so keep them in your pocket and then put them in the in the drone before you fly uh, as well like i said don't let the aircraft just sit on the ground for five ten minutes before you take off because again the battery's cooling down so try and get it in the air as best you can uh, and uh, the good thing is with newer aircraft these days or, or most of aircraft i think that you buy off the shelves now will warn you if the battery is too cold to take off and it might even say you know warm the battery up or caution or it might even have um self-heating capabilities as well so that'll be switched on automatically and they'll uh, they'll they'll warm up and smart batteries are pretty good with that side of things the only things i would mention is for fpv flyers again if your battery gets cold 
the FPV drones really need a lot of energy to, to, to do what they do. And if they get remotely cold, you won't have that kind of sudden power burst that you expect. So keeping your FPV drone batteries warm is 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 critical, I would say, realistically, too. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it? The, the sort of the, the headline subject, Adam, for this episode really isn't it is there anything else you want to add to that at all or uh no i think you've covered most of that i was going to just make sure that you covered off that you know obviously some aircraft these days do have self-heated self-heating mm. batteries um, yeah but you know that's usually more the enterprise range um your kind yeah, of true, yeah. most consumer ones actually don't have that technology as standard so uh, yeah. worth worth checking just in case yeah and that's it and unfortunately the software isn't very good at kind of understanding what the battery is doing when it's cold so that's when you'll get taken by surprise by what the aircraft suddenly does, I think is probably the best way to explain that. And quick example from back in the day when I was doing OEs, we'd ha- we-, we had someone come along, middle of winter, you know, probably two degrees or so, something like that, and we were doing a flight test with a Typhoon H, so, you know, a decent little aircraft. Um, he'd set up, he'd got the aircraft on the takeoff and landing mat, um, and it had been sitting there for probably about half an hour while he was doing all of his checks, his risk assessments and everything like that. And uh, obviously I arrived, we we went through everything we needed to, uh, we turned the aircraft on, everything looked good, battery was 100%. So we, you know, he thought, yeah, great, ready to go. We took off, got the aircraft to about 30 metres, uh, moved it around a little bit and suddenly the red light started flashing on the back of the aircraft and it was saying, um, you know, battery empty landing. And, you know, he looked at me and he's like, you know, that was 100% and literally it was just coming down on its own uh, and it landed and we were like, okay, that's strange. Let's go and have a look at what the aircraft is saying. And we looked on his transmitter and it said, you know, 95% battery on the aircraft. So like what what's happened and, and we took the battery out and and it was it was cold you know it was a really cold battery and so i thought oh okay this is probably a battery temperature issue so let's take the battery out um put them in your pocket your spare ones but actually that that battery weirdly i said you know and it does work put it in your armpit because that's a really hot place and actually it heated up the battery in about five ten minutes we had a quick chat about things about life i suppose i don't know i can't remember now but uh, we put the battery back in the aircraft and it did the whole oe in in one in one flight then purely because once the aircraft was airborne the current draw kept that battery warm and it, and it was happy so yeah it can make a massive thing uh, it can make a big a big sort of difference to the flight and it will take you by surprise as well even though the aircraft thinks it's got a high capacity battery if it gets cold the voltage drops low enough for it to think oh it's run out better land so it will take you by surprise so yeah just just bear that in mind you can skip all of this if you keep your batteries warm essentially that's that's the idea so uh yeah i think that one was covered nicely too so we're getting through them adam we're on the next one now so this is something again that's quite rare but potentially maybe talk us through uh this one if you like yeah, so obviously icing um, is sort of a very, very big one. It doesn't have to be below uh, freezing. You know, it doesn't have to be below naught to naught degrees centigrade to uh, get ice build up on uh, on your drone. Um, usually mm. on the sort of the leading edge of the propellers. Um, so yeah, you could get ice down to you know if it's down to about five degrees, four or five degrees, um, you could still get icing on your uh, on your drone, even though it's. Yeah the the ambient temperature is above freezing um yes, so yes. really really um interesting to kind of know that and bear that in mind especially if it's close to freezing but not quite freezing so um why tom is it um dangerous for um for, for a user to have potentially icing build up on their drones um so effectively it changes the shape of the propeller essentially so if you start to get ice build up 
Uh, as you know, if you've come through our course, we talk about uh, sort of a wing shape, a propeller shape, and it's it's quite a critical shape. And if that gets affected, then obviously there'll be uh, more drag. It might not create as much lift, and also there'll be vibration as well. So a few grams on a blade of uh, with ice will affect its uh, balance as well. So all of this could affect the aircraft and actually, you know, render it not overly good in the sky uh, so short, shorter flight times or it could actually have a problem staying in the air as well so there's no real way of kind of fixing this problem it's kind of monitoring it and um, potentially preventing it so I would say again short flights don't send your drone off into the sky for 45 minutes you know getting these great shots because that's a long time and if it's foggy as well more moisture, more chance of ice, and the higher you fly, obviously, the colder it is as well. So little short flights, five minutes at a time, bring the aircraft back, wipe it down, check for ice, take it off again and have another go. You know, that's the only thing you can really do. If you start to see ice forming, when you come back, it might be a good idea to wait wait a while, let, let everything warm up a bit more, uh, or, or come back and fly on a different day, because, uh, again, it's, uh, it affects large aircraft quite seriously. So, obviously, our aircraft will still be affected, but we can't de-ice our aircraft, and we can't, you know, have these boots that kind of expand to pop the ice and stuff. You know, we haven't got any of that. So, all we can do is watch uh, and, you know, cross our fingers, I suppose, really. If you spot any ice, then, obviously, it's a good idea to, to stop the flight. Uh, for you as well so yeah, yeah. hopefully that's uh useful and i suppose particularly be particularly cautious obviously if you're in more kind of built-up areas as well you know we're seeing mm. a lot more people flying in built-up areas now um especially yeah. with smaller drones so you know if your aircraft was to fall out the sky obviously there's more chance of it landing on a person whether it involved or uninvolved obviously in the you know in the in a more rural area where there's less chances that you know obviously the biggest impact is you know you losing your drone you know that's that's going to be your biggest concern which would be horrendous but obviously in a built-up area if you were to lose control of your drone because there's icing that's built up into it built up onto it you could be endangering other people so um probably best especially if you are flying in a built-up area in a park where there are people around and you start to notice icing probably just best to just keep it grounded yeah exactly right yeah so just be aware i think the main thing is to know that it could happen i think a lot of people don't realize that so i think the fact that you can actually now realize and watch out for it you won't be taken by surprise i think is the idea uh, on that one um as well so uh let's move on to the next subject then and this one kind of is a nice thing to keep in mind for kind of when you've finished or when you're driving home or even maybe during a long day i suppose too and just making sure that you've got uh, enough food critically uh with you and also um a warm drink as well really you know you can't really beat having something like that with you you know especially when you're really cold and you can't go to a shop and you're on your own or you're with you know your team you know having a flask of tea or coffee is 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 really nice you know it's a nice thing to do to warm up you can warm your hands up with it you can you know you can sort of get your your, your core warmed up a bit too and especially if uh, it's um you know it's like a i don't know a hot chocolate or something you know that's uh, also energy as well which is also you know quite nice too and it keeps the morale up doesn't it too and uh, uh, again it's a nice treat i think as well at the end of uh, end of a cold day too so not much to add there adam i don't think really but you probably agree you, you're gonna be Definitely. you're gonna be a tea man aren't you uh, i think more so a tea man these days. i used to be a big coffee drink, yeah. but more tea more tea um yeah. these days so i mean obviously there's a lot of things to kind of consider um with mm. all of this but you know get yourself a you know a, a, a bag or a you know a, a box or something and keep keep a winter pack up you know with a mm. flask there ready to be filled and um, mm. with your your preferred hot drink you know, have have a bag that's got got all your dry warm clothes in so you can just throw it in the back of your yeah boots um 
get to wherever you're going to be flying and then you know, take that bag take that box out and you've got everything there you've got all your layers sorted you've got your treats uh, yeah. you know have some you know have some chocolate bars in there you know say you have a mm. chocolate bar with your cup of tea or whatever or your cup of oh. coffee uh you know <laughs> there is nothing i think there is nothing better than that especially after you've been, been out for a couple of hours working it's freezing cold and you just get mm. that hot drink and just a nice sweet treat to go with it yeah um, even if even if you're just at home it's also nice as well isn't it i well, wouldn't be going to do that after this after we've recorded this podcast about go down and grab, yeah. a, grab a biscuit and a cup of tea <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and it's really, really important for that, and it, and it's just a nice thing to you know look forward to, I think as well, and it actually reminds me of, uh, and some of the listeners who uh, are very kind of um, who have come through a course a long time ago might remember this when when this is the part when we would normally play Matt's video when he used to jump in icy water. I just remember that now, and we always used to say that you know they had to pack their bags. So they were waterproof because when they got out of this icy lake, they had to then change into their dry clothes. And if they hadn't packed them properly, they'd obviously be soaking wet and that would be a learning point. So it's just a, just a flashback of watching Matt jump into icy water. Uh, some people will hopefully know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, this was a waste of time. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> so uh, just before we finish then, uh, we'll also probably talk about um, something else that happens during the winter. Obviously, the days get much shorter. So um, there's less chance to actually fly in daylight hours. So if you're going to start flying at night, we've just got a few tips about what to kind of uh, be aware of before doing that, because it's not quite as easy as uh, you might think. It's not just, OK, yeah, well, it's got LEDs on. I, I, I can see at night pretty much. Let's have a go. It's uh, There's a bit more to it than that. So, um, Adam, first uh, couple of bullet points. What do you think is the most important? Yeah. So especially if you're not planning on flying at night, uh, you don't want to be caught off guard being in a you know a remote field realizing oh god the sun's going down you know and it's mm. only three o'clock in the afternoon you know you can see and you and as yeah. everybody knows you know it does go dark really quickly and if you're in mm. a very remote location um you know there might be no street lighting so there's a few things we'll we'll, we'll kind of suggest in a moment but uh, you know be prepared for that check the sunrise and sunset times um you can you know you can literally look for that and see exactly when the sun will be setting so you can get planned for that so you know set an alarm for i don't know half past two to right pack up yeah. sun setting in half an hour let's get packed up before we're left in a dark field um yes. so yeah just just plan <laughs> especially that. especially if it's cloudy as well it gets darker much quicker then doesn't it too yeah definitely um you know and obviously if you are planning on flying at night one of the key things that you will need to do is um a daylight recce so don't go to a location at night not knowing what you're literally walking into um, yeah. because at night you might not see you know the you know, telephone cables um, you might not see the, you know, those trees you know some of the smaller trees some of the thinner trees you know because dead of winter the leaves have all come off you know it's mm. you know you might not see those small branches that are sticking yeah. out um you know so make sure you go in the day and just be aware of where things are you know take a little print out google map print out or whatever you mm-hmm. know and just mark on oh on this location there is a tree here there's a cable running across or there's you know power lines running across this field uh, you know these yeah. are things you might not see at night especially when there's no artificial lighting yeah sure 
yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, so that's a good thing to uh, be aware of. Um, obviously, as well, as it does get dark, uh, the temperature will drop as well. So again, be aware of that. Hopefully, you've got your your uh, correct clothing that we've just mentioned already with you anyway, so it shouldn't matter. But we all know that sometimes on winter days when it's really sunny, it actually gets quite warm. And you're like, you know, especially if you're doing a bit of manual work at the same time, you know, you can get quite hot and you think, actually, oh, no, you know, I'll leave my coat in the car or something like that. And then suddenly, then when it gets dark and it's clear, that's when it really does get cold. And so you'll be like thinking, Hmm, damn, I wish I'd have, you know, brought X, Y and Z with me. So just try and plan for that side of things, I think, is a good idea, too, which uh, hopefully is is fairly obvious to most people. Um, again, lighting is useful, too. So some decent torches, you know, don't just rely on your phone because, again, it's, it's, it's a great little torch, but you can get much better ones that last for a lot longer, too. So have something uh, also with a wide um, sort of beam spread as well. You can light up your area then when you're going to be taking off and landing. You can use it to find, you know, random stuff if you've lost it in the dark and everything like that. Uh, and also just if you are going to be outside for a long time, uh, even during the days, just have um, some power banks as well. So you can get these really great battery power banks now that can hold a huge amount of power. You can charge your drone, you can charge your torch. You could almost probably get a heated flask. I imagine you could probably plug into it and stuff like that. You know, there's so much stuff you can get. I was going to say you can literally um, which get will be useful. What are, what would be the equivalent of a generator these days? I've, I, yeah. keep, I keep getting targeted for them. I'm very tempted to get one just yeah just as a backup for the house uh, yeah, yes. where you can get them where they've got literally you, you you could run a kettle for two hours straight you know mm. there's that that amount of power in them and yeah. obviously they will yeah, be quite yeah, heavy yeah. but you know if you are going to be sat in the middle of the fields most of the day yeah. why not have that then you could literally have a <laughs> kettle boiling or you know, lunch, often you? Yeah, yeah you can literally cook your lunch <laughs> and, you, know, you can have all your batteries on charge you could keep yeah. your, uh, your your heated gilet powered up all day that's it um, yeah and you, and you could go the full hog and have your foldable solar panels plugged into them as well <laughs> while you're sitting there too and and really and really be there for the whole day you could be you know really really set up there nicely but no they're, they're all over the place aren't they now exactly yeah and they are good and they're getting cheaper too which is nice to see as well so worth a look i think too uh, and obviously if all of that fails we did say don't rely on technology so if you did have all this gear and suddenly i don't know it all just didn't work for some reason then you could always have some um little glow sticks as as well which you can obviously just snap and at least there's a little bit of light there uh, if all else fails so it's always good to have kind of a couple of those just in your your kit bag as well just in case you needed to light a dangerous bit you know there could be like a fence pole sticking out of a field that you don't want people to walk into you could put a glow stick on that uh, and just sort of light the area up kind of in a sort of a, a weird rudimental way i suppose really but it's better than you know nothing at all so i think there's some good tips uh for nighttime usage and uh i think we're pretty much uh coming to the end of the episode aren't we adam i think have we yeah. missed anything uh i don't think we missed anything the only thing i just want to kind of tag on the end is probably worth you know having a winter checklist you know we always kind of talk about having checklists oh, yeah. for you know obviously checking your drone um but you know perhaps have a winter checklist start one now it's like well actually if i am going to go out what do i need in my kit bag for flying at night do have i packed my spare pair of socks have a pack the glow sticks of a packed my power bank you know have mm. a little checklist that you can just quickly tick off before you leave the house just make sure you have actually got everything yeah. there with you yeah exactly right yeah it's going to be different to flying you know in, in in nice weather it's going to be slightly different so it's always good to uh yeah 
have have the different checklists i would say as well so uh, there we go so that brings us quite nicely to the end of this episode hopefully you all found it uh, useful i know a lot of this stuff is really obvious but i think sometimes unless you've thought about it it might not necessarily be obvious so i think it's nice to have a couple of people sort of chatting it over and hopefully you've found it interesting and uh, uh, entertaining at the same time as well so there we go so just a few little bits and pieces before we sign off so don't forget if you've got any questions or subject matter uh, send them into dronecast at uavhub.com uh, like i said before um, actually if you can send us in a voice note that's always nice we'll always try and put them into the podcast as best we can uh, or just an email is fine as well um, subscribe if you haven't already I'm sure a lot of you have and uh, if you subscribe it's all free and the uh, podcast will find its way into your inbox very early on uh, Wednesday morning which is uh, which is always nice to see uh, and you can subscribe on any podcast uh, app that you currently use as well uh, give us a review if you haven't already tell a friend again if you've got people that are going to be maybe going out flying at night flying in the winter etc and they've only just started maybe share this podcast with them and hopefully that'll make their life just a little bit easier uh, for that first uh, first trip out uh, and uh, also helps us spread the podcast to a wider audience as well which is the whole point really of uh, why we're doing this to try and help people out and uh, and uh, yeah give people a few top tips I suppose isn't that Adam as well so uh, there we go so um, thanks again thank thanks again Adam I'll start that again uh, I'm sure I'll see you in the next one Probably. <laughs> yes, uh, we've actually, we know exactly what we're going to be talking about for the next one. So um, in two weeks time, we're going to be covering off um, flying during the kind of fireworks season. So uh, that's right. So mm. kind of our top tips about um, how to shoot um, kind of better video um, when there mm. are fireworks going off um, and yeah. how to stay safe as well, um, because yeah. it, it might sound obvious. But again, sometimes you just need somebody to just tell you the obvious uh, freak to yeah. sink in. Yeah, and also trying to film fireworks with, with any camera is hard. So, you know, we've got a few settings uh, and sort of tips and tricks from Adam's brain about cameras to help uh, to help you out as well. So, yeah, that'll be a good one. So that'll be in two weeks' time, okay, as well. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? So, yeah, thanks again, Adam. We'll uh, speak to you soon. And uh, that leaves me to say fly safe and blue skies, and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.